welcome to the Heavy Port Podcast. I'm your co-host, Skylar. Um, yeah, and I'm here to talk about today. We're yeah. talking about tea. Talking about tea. And you got me, Dustin, host, uh, historian, and like I've said every goddamn time, beer lover. Welcome to the Heavy Pour, folks. Beer lover. And beard lover. And like, today we have a special guest. Ooh, yeah, we do. We have Jason. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. It's, well, Jay, is it your birthday today? It is. Fucking A, man. Happy 20, birthday. 29 on the 29th. 29 older. That means oh, nine and Frost. 20 in German for you guys that don't speak Frost. that. And we just cheers a uh, Beltline double IPA. Try half. The main course. Main course. It's quite good. Nice work, Eric. Shout out to Eric. Shout out to Eric. And Greg. Gotta give Greg Baker some love, and too. Greg, yeah. Um, yeah, so today we're talking tea. Um, we actually, last episode, did uh, coffee, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, and, and we did some coffee. I think it went lovely. That coffee was delicious. Nice work yeah. to Undergrounds again. Shout out to them. Absolutely. So we, we decided, yeah. you know, just let's just progress. I'm <clears throat> got to give a big shout out to Mr. Tom Standage. Um, we've been working from his book now for uh, actually legitimately every episode so far. So he's he's yeah. helped guide this podcast thus far. Which is like, what, six weeks now? Uh, five weeks. So the, five the weeks. last one is Coca-Cola. I'd, we could talk about soda next week. It could be interesting. It is called I, the heavy pour, which is very not or indicative of... Yeah. So... What does that word... What does that mean? What does indicative mean? Indicative means that it indicates something, that it, it signifies something. So the heavy pour... Not what I was going for, so I'm glad I asked. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, now this is work. now this is a verbal podcast as well. I also welcome to learning. I, with, I know words. Yeah, words um, are hard. As Dustin has explained in previous hard. podcasts, words are hard. Words are really hard. Words are hard. Um, no, but huge shout out to Tom Standage for his book called "A History of the World in Six Glasses." Mm. Um, it's a fantastic popular history read. I'm, I mean, I'm a historian and I'm tearing through it trying to find. Um, Reasons not to like it, and I, I haven't found one yet. It's great. So I think that I come, we have to make our first season six episodes now. I'm fine with that. Because I think at the end of this, we'll we'll be done with the first season, right? Sure. Yeah. That, that works. Look at us working on the fly. Yeah. Nice. So, Thank you for everybody who's listening. This is great. Yeah. Great stuff. Um, yeah. Whether, you know, whether it's 50, 500, or just five, we're happy to have you listening. Um um, so we're talking tea today. Um, and it, it came out of talking coffee last week. We thought everything went really well because the coffee was great. You know, we, we had been drinking a couple drinks the previous episodes and we wanted oh, to yeah. take a, a week off and we do have a beer in front of us now, but we're not about to dive into the alcohol like we have been in the first couple episodes. Um, so we're going to bust out the kettle, make some tea. Yeah. Um, we got a little wet in the first couple episodes. It was uh, a <laughs> good time, but yeah. I think I honestly think moving forward, our content. Maybe we said it in the first podcast. Two beers is like prime. Loosens you up a little bit. Yeah, but once you have two beers, no. Once you, want... you, once you and I and Jay have two beers, other people are like, "I'm done. I'm going home." We're like, "More beers." We're like, "Then that was we, tasty." No, then we look at each other and we're on our seventh beer. Exactly. Yeah. And then we're like, "We should go home, but one more." Yeah. Yep. Which, 
problem. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, True. So, anyways, uh, T, um, I got a question for you guys. Yeah. Um, what is your perception of tea and people who drink tea? Like, do you, are they, what do you think of the people who drink tea? Like, who, who, like, in place of coffee and other things? Like, that's their go-to beverage in the morning or in the afternoon? Thoughts? Uh, I would Jason, say yeah. the healthier option or you got to be from the UK. Okay, yeah, yeah totally. Yep, yeah. okay. I... Uh, it's just, it always throws me off because I drink so much coffee that when somebody's like, I'm a tea drinker, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's oh, cool. Oh, you're a tea? Interesting. Yeah. I don't have tea. Or, right. No, I usually do, but, well. But and, it's not your like, go-to. Okay. You, you it's not replenish my go-to. your coffee weekly. Your tea's been chilling in your cupboard for fucking months, right? True. Yeah, that's me too. True. I Well, no, I usually get one, well, okay, I usually buy a new box every month. But I don't drink it, uh, so I yeah, have yeah, like. Do you finish the box? No, I don't finish the box. Exactly. But I always buy a new exactly. box. I have a box on my desk that I bought two months ago. There you go. It was sitting for months. Still, probably will sit finish there. your coffee grounds. So, um, yeah, we've gone through like eight bags, probably. <laughs> so, so people who do drink tea, though, you're 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 thrown off that they're not drinking coffee. What else? Like, if you described a person physically who was a tea drinker, what would you say that how they dressed, how they spoke? Delicate. Okay, all right. I'm just kidding. Absolutely. No, that, I like get that. Healthier. Yeah. Healthier. Okay. So when I think a person who drinks tea, I think like someone who wants to be a little different. They're a little more like, sure. they're maybe affluent, um, very urban, or if they're suburban, they're like trying to be super hip, right? Mm. Um, and it's a little like elegant, isn't it? Like tea it is, is a elegant. little elegant. Yeah. So it's like, mm, glass, a cup of tea. So you know the crazy thing about tea? through Pretty much throughout the world today, but especially in, throughout its history. What? It was was and still is the friggin' poor man's caffeine drink. Hmm. Really? Yep. More than coffee. Coffee is way more hoity-toity in the rest of the world than tea is. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Like with... Is it because of our relationship to like Europe and having... Us think of anybody from England is kind of hoity-toity compared to like us Americans. Hundred percent, the reason Americans don't drink tea, Boston Tea Party. Yeah, we said fuck you, Britain. We're huh. drinking coffee. Really, and that was the reason. The that reason. Makes sense. Up until that point, we were dutiful tea drinkers. Tipped it all. Yeah, and, and then they were like, the "Here's your tax," and we're like, Meh, "I don't want to pay for my own roads." The tea tax. Yep. So we dumped it in the harbor and never looked back. So I think personally, my, my, I think that Americans, because it was like a patriotic duty to say, fuck you to tea and drink coffee. It was like, it was like wearing the flag around your shoulders to drink coffee. And I think that persists today. So think about like, sure. A cup of Joe, you're a GI, you're in the trenches, you're, you're rugged, you smoke lucky strike cigarettes and you're fucking driving a, uh, Sherman tank, right? Like, yeah. Or you're a, a fragile British guy who can't handle warfare and you drink tea at three in the afternoon instead of continuing working through your day. That's, I think, how Americans look at tea. Sure. Um, right? Like, I, have it, a, I have a little, well, I mean, you have a, um, a taste of the Canadian blood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in a different sense and than lots I. Lots of connections to Canada. Yes. yes. So when I was growing up. Much love, y'all. Much love. Well, I am part Canadian, but 
We won't get into that. Paris, Connecticut. We'll get Canada. into we, we'll get into that in our uh, our next uh, sure. Why not next webisode? Probably not. We don't have a webisode, so no. But we could talk Canadian American history. That'd be sweet. Wow, got it. Next episode. Thanks, guys. Eight, yeah, got more eighteen twelve. Boom. <laughs> Little anecdote. So my grandmother. Anecdote. Anecdote. Anecdotally. Got it. Um, my grandmother. Sorry, I'm an ass. I like grammar. Always, uh, we we fought about the War of eighteen twelve because she would say uh, that Canada won it. Oh, they for sure won. They burned Buffalo to the crust. Black Rock well, turned Buffalo. into a fucking... Well, no. We cut off their trade with, Dude, with all the boats. Unequivocally, Britain crushed us in 1812. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, I know. They but I, crushed no, us. Well, and this was like 17-year-old me, so I was like, I don't know. Patriotic. No, I wasn't. I was like, I, I don't know. Oh, okay. And she was like, we won. And I was like... American schools do a terrible job of I don't teaching know. the War of 1812. Well, when I even told her, I was like, I, I, I can't tell you that we won because I don't... No, and I don't really care, but pretty like I do care. But no, pretty inconsequential know. war in the grand yeah. scheme of things. Like, yeah. and I go, well, who won the Great War? The British and the Americans. John Snow. You. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a that was Touché. a thing. Got that was a thing. Um, all right, so tea was one got in my heart. Tea was and still is the every man's drink. Yes. Um, it's it is now cheap. Yeah. Or. Throughout the rest of the world. In America, I think our company, the companies that make it are like, tea is a luxury. And, I mean, it is. Everything, yeah. like coffee's a luxury, beer is a luxury, but it started out as like everybody drank tea, right? So, yeah. Um, I mean, Jay, you pointed out the UK, right? You pointed out Great Britain. Absolutely. Your first thought was tea, right? So, it is it is throughout the world often associated with um, Great Britain. But, yeah, where did it originate? Turkey. I believe India or Pakistan. Jason is way closer than you. It's China. Oh, that makes way yep. more sense. Yeah. Yep. See, green, I was thinking, green tea, I was right? thinking like, of coffee. Coffee. Turkish coffee is well known. It didn't. Yeah. Coffee originated way closer to Turkey than to uh, India. But yeah. Um, in any case, so it originates in China. Um, so I was way wrong. Yeah, well, they're both Eastern. It's east. That was me being sarcastic. Um, east. Well, if, if you ever read Orientalism, is China more west than east for us. You, no, the Pacific Ocean's gigantic, dude. Like Pacific half is, the. It's only like that big. <laughs> <laughs> on on, on a globe, on a globe, it's like my palm. It's not even that, that big. big, dude. It's just a palm size. <laughs> All right. Um. So the Chinese, <clears throat> and actually, technically. India might even be no, it, so it, it in the uh, in the uh, Himalayan steppe, so mm-hmm. like western southwestern China, north eastern India, Nepal, that section. Yeah, but on the Chinese side of the mountains, oh, that's right. where tea originated. From what we can to gather, help them climb right. To well, warm, no, I mean warm them on their climb. Humans weren't the reason tea evolved. Tea was just like I love this sunshine. I'm gonna grow here. Well, right. But yeah, but. people discovered it because they found yeah. a little. They chewed it. Well, kind caffeine. Of like, yes, they chewed it and got a little pep. They were yeah. like, "Ooh, I like this pep." The Sherpas in Nepal. Not quite that high up. No. Not well. Nepal. They do drink tea in Nepal. Yes. And I, and I'm just gonna throw in an anecdote right now. I uh, love it. Uh, the Sherpas. 
they have a certain type of tea that I believe has a uh, psychedelic psychedelic or not psychedelic effect, but it's heavily caffeinated. It may even be cam- cannabinoidal or Ooh, something like that okay. huh? that helps them. It nourishes them well, as well we as so it, it helps them with like well that's how elevation yeah elevation Ooh. sickness things like that okay that and um I heard this for the great I don't know. 100% the... Go with it. I haven't heard it. All the facts. We'll fact check yeah. this later. We can fact check. Next episode, Yeah, we'll fact check it. But, we won't uh, get anything wrong, but if we do, we'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrongs. Don't do any no wrongs here. Um, <laughs> fool me, fool no, me but, once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. Ain't, fool me twice ain't gonna get fooled again. <laughs> anyway, old, sorry. Good old George. Gotta, lo- gotta, gotta love him now. Gotta love me some Seriously, George. Seriously, I want him back. Get rid of the yeah. other guy. Yeah, come on. George. That's horrifying, by the way. We thought that George was bad. Anyways, moving on. All We're right. not that back podcast. Back to tea. Yes, back tea. to tea. Anecdote. So the about, Sher- yeah, yes. so the Sherpa, Sherpa's in um, in Nepal. They're climbing the mountains, and uh, you know the uh, the white men that would come over and <laughs> try, to climb, try to climb the mountains would get so tired. And I, I think this is actually... Um, this is actually part of a book. I remember it's okay. Fuck, what is it? Um, I'd love to read it. it. Sounds fucking fascinating. Three, I'm obsessed with three Paul. cups of tea or oh, three. I love the name. Yeah, it's something like that. But it's a it's a mountaineer that climbed Everest and that discovered this. Okay. And he would drink. He drank tea with the Sherpas, and he was like, oh, "I feel so good. I feel like I could go." And was this tea specific to that region? Then I believe so. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's what they what they always kept with them, and they always but, would heat the water, and they would drink the tea instead of like. And they would use that as nourishment. Cool. So, yeah, that's I like that. But yeah, that's there's I want to find that book. There's a lot of uh, um, health restorative aspects to tea. Oh, definitely. A- we'll get to, to that. Other drinks, dude. It's I love, fascinating. I, I didn't love know this. chamomile tea. We'll get chamomile is amazing. We'll get to those um, restorative effects, which I didn't know they, they just naturally occur, which yeah. is part of the reason tea took off. But so, anyways, <clears throat> China discovers it. Um, they think that it it came about. Tradition holds that it's discovered by their second emperor, the second emperor of legend. So he, we don't know whether he existed. He's like a king, King Arthur kind of oh, guy. Jesus. And uh, so, pause. No, stop. okay. So he's like a King Arthur kind of guy, like legend. Not probably a composite of several people, um, but tradition holds that he discovered it along with things like uh, agriculture and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Like this. Like clearly, it wasn't one guy who discovered all this. Yeah. It was. It was a group of people who, over time, attributed it to one person because it's easier to understand that that one person did it rather than a, a whole group. But nevertheless, they attribute it to this guy named Shen Nung. Um, and much like many cultures, um, you know, think about all the like folk heroes and all the people who, you know, like Prometheus brought the Greeks fire, right? He's yeah. this he's this legendary figure who didn't exist, but people use to explain the world around them. Right. So Sheng Nun, sorry Shen Nung, um, was this to the Chinese people in regards to tea. Okay. And uh, here you want to get into that. And uh, so here's a direct quote um, from Mister Standage regarding tea specifically in terms of like. Exactly what it is, because I, I found this interesting. I had never really thought about, like, what is tea and how does it work? Um, 
So Standage writes, quote, Tea is an infusion of the dried leaves, buds, and flowers of an evergreen bush called Camellia sinensis. Um, originally, it started as a medicine and food stuff before it became a drink. So it started off as basically people would chop up tea leaves, put it into their food, and uh, they would get some of those benefits you talked about, Jason. Um, but <coughs> they think that Shen Nung discovered tea in like 2300 BC, mm-hmm. which just wow. doesn't make sense. The, the literature doesn't support it, but it's a tradition they hold just kind of like how, you know, we think that uh, George Washington couldn't tell a lie and, or was it Abe Lincoln? Whatever. You know, one of those folklore things. Yep. The first um, instance of tea being written down and recorded and therefore actually existing in Chinese culture um, was in the 4th century. So the 300s, right around when Rome is like kind of at the height of its power but sort of falling. Okay. Um, that's when tea is first cultivated, not just harvested in the wild. So the first time they go, ooh, let's grow these bushes so that we can make this awesome drink. Yeah. And that's huge. Like that means they understood what it did. They knew how to, they knew how to take care of it. Um, and it meant a lot to them. So that's traditionally what, according to Standage, um, traditionally when tea became like a big part of Chinese life and within 150 years, it's like, it it went viral in 150 years. Tea went from like this, this folkloric thing to like everybody drank it within 150 years by 450, 500 AD. Okay. Um, it's like, it's a thing. And then by... By the um, Tang Dynasty, around 750 AD, so the same time that Europe is in its Dark Ages. Okay, yeah. China is at the height of its powers, as is like actually the Middle East is coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Persian Empire, well, not the Persian Empire, but Persia. It was known as Persia then. Yeah. The Seleucid, the Seleucid Empire. Um, they took over the eastern. A lot of the eastern territories in the Fertile Crescent. We talked about the Fertile Crescent. The Byzantine Empire. Well, the Byzantines were still in existence. They butted up against the Seleucids, and the Seleucids butted up against uh, maybe the Mughals, and the Mughals butted up up against the Tang. So that Tang dynasty is the golden age, one of the golden ages of Chinese history. But anyways, that's when that's when tea is like embedded in Chinese culture. Yeah. Um. But. It's kind of crazy to think that it's been around for so long, just like the other drinks we've talked about, right? Like, yeah, humans just find a way to make life better for themselves. It's yeah. fascinating to me. They really you know do. what I mean? Like, up to this point, they were sort of kind of drunk on shitty fake beer, yeah, and like bad wine, and then they discovered tea. And the crazy thing is, um, it's safer to drink than even beer at this point in history, in the six hundreds. Because tea, as Jason alluded to, um, in addition to the boiling of the water that you do with beer, right? Mm-hmm. In addition to that, the the sanitary effects of that, tea also has these natural thing tannic qualities. Um, so it's tannic acid is what it's called, and it's found in tea. It kills bacteria that cause cholera, typhoid, and dysentery. Oh wow! So all of a sudden, they weren't shitting themselves, That's just like round three. Seriously, yeah, just exactly. So the discovery of these beverages like That's improved awesome. human life beyond just like the alteration of your mental state. Physically, they are good for you. 
Yeah. It just baffles me that they're it, and it's just this little evergreen thing. They pulled it off a bush yeah. and they boiled it. And we are chance, right? I think everything is originally it's a happenstance, yeah. and then someone goes. They connect the dots. Well, they're chewing on it, and they're like, "Let's throw this in the water," and then they drink yeah. the water, and they're like, "This is good." Humans, humans, yeah. for all of our faults, are fucking smart, and they connect the dots. And so they, yeah, it's fascinating. The book that I I was referencing. Oh, you found it. I did. Sweet. It's called Three Cups of Tea." One man's mission to fight terrorism and build nations one school at a time. Whoa, so he okay. traveled Nepal and. Hmm. That region building schools. Sweet. Pakistan, and that, Nepal. I don't know if he went. I think he did, but I'm not really sure. I Well, Kash, I have to read Kashmir is the border of Pakistan and India. That's yeah. brutal up there. Yeah. And well, Nepal sure. is right there just yeah. in the in the Tibetan the Himalayan steppe. Yeah. He he traveled the Tibetan, uh, Tibetan and Nepali uh, routes and built schools for the children. That's there. awesome. And he went into in deep, deep Nepal, as I remember. And he used tea? No, well, I I think that was part oh, of he it. Learned he learned about three tea. cups of tea. Oh. Three cups of tea. It's some correlation to their travels. You know, you, you had three cups of tea, a like day or yeah, something it is. like that. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Honestly, I have to reread the book uh, by Greg Mortensen and David Oliver Rellin. So cool. I'm gonna have to, have to check that out. Yeah, I think I have it somewhere, but I have to. If you do, I'm borrowing it. Yeah, no, I gotta check it out. But. Might be at my parents' house, but that's cool. Actually, I found it for free on Google Books. So, oh, fun <laughs> my... fact to all everybody out there. Yeah, free. Don't buy it. <laughs> Thanks, Google. Stop Just tracking kidding. my uh, yeah. emotions. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> now, <laughs> so they discover tea is like crazy beneficial because it's got some caffeine and it yeah. helps. Um, the acids help fight off cholera, dysentery. Yeah, it's making you feel fucking good, right? And Mucho gracias, amigo. Yes. And uh, some gluten-free, truly. When when do you guys think it made it to Europe? Because we talked about coffee made it to Europe in the 12, 1300s, right? Yeah. Well, you're saying so. You're saying that this is like we're talking about the 1750s right now. No, no, no. Or, no sorry, 750s. 750. 750s. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. BC or AD? Uh, AD. After death. AD. Well. Historians, it's BCE before the Common Era, and then CE oh, Common Era. Yeah, but I um, it roughly I mean, attributes to. Christ. I believe in the old ways. I I don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm such an asshole. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't, you know what the problem is is that I also still use a calendar developed by a fucking pope. That's your own problem. So. No, we all use it. We'll talk about it later. Um, he's a historian. Yeah, he knows best. So. What, all right, so when do you think T makes it to Europe? Give me that thing. Um, I'm going to say... The Enlightenment. Ooh, all During right. the Enlightenment. I would have to say it's got to be like the Silk Road since it's attributed to China. Okay. And like <clears throat> end place would be like Venice with the Mediterranean. Medici uh, family. Solid. Solid. I like it. Both very uh, solid hypotheses. Uh, Enlightenment's close. It came just before the Enlightenment. It did follow the Silk Road, but not as far as Europe via the Silk Road. Yeah. It actually came with, uh, of all people, the Dutch. 
course. Good old Dutch. 1630s. So you're right. You're about Ooh, 100 years late with the Enlightenment. Okay. 120 years late with the Enlightenment. But um, but it's trade fun. with China, aka Silk Road. Just they weren't uh, the land route. The, the Silk Road is the land route. Yeah. The yeah. Dutch and the Portuguese found out about oh. it by landing in yeah. in uh, Macau, which is at right. the yeah. at the it's in the the harbor mm. of one of the Chinese rivers. I can't remember the Mongolia. Fun fact. No, no, no. I've, Mongolia's north. I've been to Macau. China. Um, Have you really? So I can, yeah, I've, I've spent time in Macau. <laughs> and, uh, Are you bullshitting me I right know, now? I knew no. we brought you for a reason, Jay. It is a Portuguese um, yes, trading post. Exactly. You've been there? I, Why so, did I not know this about you, Jason? <laughs> what the fuck? Jason's man? well-traveled. I don't I, know if you know this about I that, lived but. in... How was um, it? What was it like? A lot of Chinese that wanted to go gambling. Really? Is Macau like its own thing still? Macau is a free country really ish. Um, it's like a territory of some sort. I would say it's loosely affiliated with um, both China and Portugal, but it is really? a it is a country on its own. You have to get your passport stamped, uh-huh. and it's a, about an hour boat ride from Hong Kong. Right on, yeah. Yep. Okay. Fucking sweet, perfect episode to have you on, Jay. <laughs> Holy shit! There we go. Right. That's awesome. And there so, we go. The Portuguese land in Macau, yep. just like Jason just said, and they're like, "What is this fucking green leaf you're putting in your water?" And the Chinese are like, "You don't deserve that." <laughs> of course they did. They're always like this. Yes. They've oh, the Chinese are brilliant people. Ugh, they don't want to help the world that much, though. Unfortunately. Frustrating. Historically, I'm saying. Historically. Historically. And present. Um, so anyways, uh, it first reaches Europe in the 1630s. Mm-hmm. But it was black tea. Because sure. black tea is the oxidized version of green tea. Green tea gotcha. is what I personally associate with like Chinese and yeah. Japanese food. right? Or like sushi or, yeah. or, like, or like noodles and rice, right? Oolong. Yeah. Um, Actually, oolong I think is its own thing, but green green tea was the prime like pristine, fresh, awesome tea. It's like a wet hopped beer, right? Like you just okay. harvested those hops yesterday and you threw them in that beer. It's dank as fuck and it's fresh and you want to drink it now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's what green tea was. And so they would dry the green tea and it would turn to black tea. So green tea and black tea are the same thing. It's just that black tea is a dried up oxidized green tea leaf. Okay. Same leaf though. Same leaf. What's the difference? Because black tea is usually caffeinated and green tea is usually decaffeinated. Is black tea, because it's dehydrated, you can add more to your tea. Green tea fills up your cup faster and doesn't... um, Doesn't... uh, doesn't caffeinate the hot water as quickly as black tea because it's already oh. because of the osmosis, right? The exchange of molecules. Yeah. So I don't know anything about science. I'm making this up. So that's okay. Um, but that dried up tea leaf soaks up the hot water. Yeah. And exchanges whatever a lot quicker than a tea leaf that already has water within itself. Right? Yeah. So tea, green tea, I think. Please fact check this, and I hope I'm right, but. Green tea, um, either A, they don't use as much, and or B, it just doesn't uh, uh, steep. It doesn't steep the same way as black tea. Oh, he's good. But the best part about black tea, 
Chinese the the Chinese when they were exporting it in the 1630s, 40s, 50s. Yeah. To the Dutch and, and Portuguese, and then eventually the English. It got to England in about 1650. Yeah. Um. They were like, well, we don't want any of this black tea. It's not suitable for us. They legitimately wouldn't drink it, and they would only export it because it was, in their eyes, only suitable to be drunk by foreigners. Really? Black tea. So black tea. Think about this: the tea that you associate with the most powerful empire in history, the British Empire. The sun never set on it. Biggest yeah. navy yeah. for hundreds of years. They were drinking the swill that China was like, nah, fuck you, dude. You don't get our green tea. <laughs> right? You can have our black tea. Isn't Holy that, shit! Isn't that yeah. wild? Like, yeah, that's nuts. Whew. Yeah. So basically, English English breakfast tea is the shitty oxidized version of proper green tea that's amazing it's it's fascinating to me i didn't honestly before i started doing this research i thought they were different things black tea and green tea they're the same thing now by now obviously there are different there's oolong which is i, I think a different leaf I believe and we so. have and we have rooibos here in front of us um good old uh, equal exchange from my local co-op rooibos is uh it's an herbal tea from Wuppertal. Which is in South Africa. Hmm. Um, it's basically again, it's a bush, just like green tea, but but it's different. And rooibos is non-caffeinated. There's no caffeine in rooibos, so basically, people like loved green tea so much and tried to emulate it that they just started brewing bush leaves <laughs> into into hot water to this see what would be, happen. And yeah, this might be a dumb question, but does caffeine come from they don't add the coffee bean to it. They no, add, no, no, no. It comes from the plant. Yes. So coffee and... So um, caffeine can come from most. It's a naturally sources. occurring source. Yep. Um, and we can now synthesize it, which is like energy drinks have just synthesized caffeine pumped into them. But um, the, the tea tree or tea bush, Camellia sinensis, has it naturally occurring, as does coffee, um, the coffee bean. Um, and there are other things, so like chocolate, the um, the cocoa bush or the cocoa leaf, cocoa tree, cocoa whatever. Tree. Cocoa mm -hmm. tree has it also naturally occurring in it. Um, so clearly, humans are are attracted to naturally occurring things that are stimulants, yeah, and processed things that are depressants. Yeah, sure. It's kind of fascinating. So I do have a uh, oolong tea is a product that. Uh, made from the leaves, buds, stems of the camellia, uh, camellia sen uh, sinensis. Oh, so it's the same plant. Thing. Okay. This is the how same is it plant different? that is also used to make black tea and, and green tea. tea. But how is it Some different? people take oolong tea by the mouth to sharpen thinking, skills, and improve alertness. Um, let's see. Is oolong tea healthier than green tea green tea is often the go-to for weight loss because of the high antioxidant content but oolong has its place too when compared to two cups of green tea those who drank uh, the same amount of oolong burned over 157 percent more fat and up to 134 calories so it's it's proven that caffeine helps kickstart your metabolism which is probably another reason nowadays caffeine is being used is that it's like it's a diet supplement basically which is kind of crazy for us to think like think about this we've got these tablets that have nutrients and caffeine in them and we take them 
It's kind of the exact same thing that 2,000 years ago, they were mashing up tea leaves into their food to do the same thing, to get caffeine and some more nutrients. We're doing the same thing that our ancestors were. Just provide a different it's just, muscle. Yeah, exactly. It's I fascinating. Think it's just a different it? like process. The oolong. Yeah. So like I think, it's in between black and green, maybe? Well, the oolong is a traditional semi oxidized. Yes, semi there you go. In between semi oxidized. Semi oxidized. Chinese tea product for huh. process including withering the plant under strong sun and oxidation before curling and twisting. So uh, I learned something yeah. today. Yeah. Man, I love learning shit. I so love good. this podcast. It's fucking dope. <laughs> it is fun. It is. Um, if you guys aren't having fun, I'm sorry because Skylar, Jason, and I having a good time. Doing it. Um, so remember how I talked about the Dutch, right? Well, you got some coffee coming. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Let's get this rooibos brewing, huh? Yeah. Um, I'm going to do small batch. Rooibos is caffeine-free, so we can drink as much as we want. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're pouched, so... So anyways, the Dutch, this is, I love this. This is crazy. The Dutch, and by the way, I apologize. We th- we initially thought this was going to be an American history podcast. I think this is just going to be a random history podcast. Yeah, I like that better. I think it's morphing into a food and beverage history podcast. How do you feel about that? I like that. What's nice is we haven't put anything out yet. Yeah. So we can make it whatever the fuck we want. Right. So moving forward, I think let's do food and beverage history because... That's my industry, and it always coincides with travel, which fascinates me. Well, and everybody does food and beverage. Everybody. Food is the great uniter along with, like, music and sex. Yeah. Essentially. Right? Like, That's smart. so anyways, the Dutch go crazy over this tea. It gets to them in about 1610, and some people are like, oh, it's good for you. Some people are like, this is the fucking devil's work. Um, they Like, there are people thinking it's going to kill you if you drink it. Um... But the people who think it's great, my favorite guy, his name is Nicholas Dirks. Dirks spelled D-I-R-X. No, he's Dutch. He's from Dallas. Yeah, Nicholas. N-I-K-O-L-A-S. Just sounds like a Russian name. Uh, It's Germanic originally, and then it transferred to Slavic and into Russian. That would have been Nikolai. Nikolai would be Russian, yes. Or, I guess... Not Coptic, um, Cyrillic would be the, or Slavic would be yeah, the. Yeah. But anyways, I'm not a linguist, so that's probably all wrong. Anyways, Nicholas Dirks, he's a doctor in the 1650s in, in Denmark, and he goes, Cough, or, um, tea is really good for you. They also had coffee by this point in time, but he's like, fuck coffee. Tea's even better. He proposed, they, the, the Dutch loved tea, most of them. He proposed that one should... And could drink as much as 200 cups of tea a day. Nice. <laughs> a day. That's eight ounce cups. Think of 200 eight ounce cups of tea. This is according to Tom Standage. I may have misread, but it was ridiculous to me. The a amount of tea. Cough. A lot of tea. Yes. Um, so it was sort of a panacea. Like it, it became like. It'll cure everything, according to Europe in the 1600s. And then from here, this is where we get into a little bit of American history, is that uh, obviously the British caught on. Caught on. You know what's crazy, though? We think of the British now as always having had tea. 
they didn't pick up on T. The first instance that T was um, traded by the Crown, sixteen ninety nine. That's would have been. Was that Queen Victoria the first or? No, she was in the eighteen hundreds. Sixteen ninety nine would have been. Henry. One of the Henrys. No. Nope, because he was the fi- mid fifteen hundreds. Um, Elizabeth was fifteen, a fifteen seventy sixty seventy eighty ninety. King Charles maybe King Jacob, Jacob King James, one of those guys of inconsequential note. Um, to this podcast, anyways. All right, let it steep for. A... Thank you, my good man. Um, but one of these English kings. All right, I'm back. Or queens. They, they already had a couple queens by this point. But right. um, in 1699, it was registered on the, the crown's um, export list. Uh, tea, black tea. Within 100 years, by the end of the 17th, 18th century, sorry, yeah, 1700s, by the end of the 1700s, it was ubiquitous throughout England. Hmm. So, ripe timing... For being transferred to America, right? Yeah. Okay. End of the 1700s, America is in full swing. Obviously, 1776 is when we declare our independence. Yeah. The reason people in America today still don't see tea as like a daily need the way British people do is because of the Boston Tea Party. Because it was seen as a patriotic act to drink coffee over tea. So basically, when we declared independence, we also said "fuck you" to tea. Is that kind of crazy? Like the rest of the yeah. world is insane about tea, and America's like, "nah, coffee." Yeah. Seriously, there are a few countries where, like Brazil and, huh. all like every Arab country is mad for tea because they drink it in place of alcohol. Yeah. Yep. Um, which is like, France is maybe one that did coffee instead of tea. The British. A lot of Europe does coffee now, I guess, but Italy, espresso. Yeah. Okay. So basically, yeah. then Britain and all of its subsidiaries. Yeah. All of the colonies that it started, every single place that Britain touched besides America, tea is their number one drink. India, which is probably half the world. Like at population. this point, about half the world. Yeah. In yeah. Australia. Um, yeah. Right. Like. Canada. Canada. Yep. Seriously. Yeah. Like, you can go to a Tim Hortons and tea is probably sold as much as coffee there. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, so, it's it's Very wild true. that we were just like, no, nah, we're, we're good. We're going to dump all our tea in the fucking harbor and yeah. get coffee instead. And even to this day, like, a cup of joe, right? World War II soldier hanging out. Yeah. Smoking the lucky strikes. Smoking them lucky strikes. Yeah. No, that's true. Dang. Tea, man. Well, now we're about to drink some tea. Yeah, this is this is here. organic South African. That's that's a terrible interpretation of their accent. Um, it wasn't horrible though. South Africa, South African, South Africa. It's kind of um, like it's kind of like British, Australian, Australian, and like Dutch. Yeah, mixed in. South African. So, the uh, language no, in bad. South Africa of the the white minority is called Afrikaans. And it's this weird, like, offshoot of, uh, I think it's Dutch. I think South Africa was a Dutch colony. Mm-hmm. But anyways, 
It's a weird offshoot of a European white person language. Yeah. Fair. fair. <laughs> um, like British today is pretty weird. Okay, so this is a crazy thing. Um, linguists think that Americans sound more like yes. historical British people than British yes. people today. That is what... No that's, way. That, yes. is, that yep. is what I've heard as well because... Yep. So you met Spencer. Yes. Spencer's girlfriend is uh, British as well. And I think Steve may have said that too. He's like, we sound more like British, uh, Britain. Yep. British people because we were insulated. Once we um, declared independence, we didn't have any more... Um, we stuck to ourselves. We were basically... America was basically isolationist until World War II. Well, I mean, besides like the Spanish-American War and the expansion into the West, but we stayed in the Western Hemisphere on the Northern, um, on in North America. Yes, the U.S. did. Yes. Whereas the British went all over the world and picked up all these accents from all these different places they were yep. conquering. Yep. And colonizing. Now um, it's just a so linguists. So we're the true English. Well, no, we're true Americans. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Yes. We are the true American. <laughs> Great David Bowie. Um, <laughs> I am a real American. Real um, American. Yeah, so that's that's a crazy like little That's interesting. Tid, little tidbit. I love that. I love that. I really do. A little bit of tid. Yeah. No, it's great. Well and then so what are uh French Canadians then? Is that like The Quebecois? Like uh Yeah. Um the French would say that it's a bastardized French. Like, of course they would. Um, I don't know. I don't know anything about France. I would have to ask my buddy Kenny. Um, he lived in France, and we should phone him in sometime. I'm down. I'm actually going to be seeing him this weekend, so I'll talk to him about it. Yeah, we could do. Uh, he could do a. We could try one of those. Um, the apps where we. Oh, Bell, I mean, Bell is probably over there. They're fine. Face Facebook. Uh, no, we, what do we 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 do um, Google Hangout. It works well. Yeah. Cool. Google, stop tracking my movements. Stop. Um, yeah. So that's the uh, non-American history history of tea. Because it's good for her. Tea doesn't really, didn't until recently. And now even today. Think about the people who drink tea, like we said at the, the beginning of this podcast. It's the yeah. people who are kind of yuppies. Yeah. Or they're a little um, eccentric. Or they. Or it's, it's, it may be tradition for them, though. You yeah, know, like, fair, fair. I think about that. That's why I brought the Canadian influence in for me. When I grew up, oh, do you guys, oh, it's after dinner. You want some tea? Pot of tea? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Right? And that's just a habit, you know? And, I mean, the Irish drink a ton of tea, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Although they're changing yep. to coffee kind of as a middle finger to the English, I think. Yeah. They Actually, love, well, and the Irish are starting to really get on to coffee. They're, they're, yeah. They got some decent coffee. When I was there in 2012, oh, God. It was just starting to get okay. Really? Yeah. So one of Kaylee's uncles, well, actually, probably not more than more than one, probably, but uh, the one that I can think of primarily drinks tea over coffee, and he's they're Irish, so oh, it's interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, not maybe not on purpose. Maybe it's a, a passed down from the lineage. Oh, it's it's straight but, up learned. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But it's as most it, human behavior as is your, learned as your taste buds bring into the. To the you know into that but mm-hmm. yeah it's but <clears throat> so me saying that it's sort of eccentric l- luxurious yeah um uh elegant type people 
I'm starting to really like tea because it's a great like midday or late night. If especially if you're going like caffeine free like this rooibos, it's a great alternative to coffee. So, hello, hello, hello. So, yeah. Um, there's a lot of people, especially Standage in his book calls tea. Let's see the the conquering. Let's see if I can pull this up here quick. Hey, babe. You hear the uh, flip, flip, flip of the book. T. Standage calls it the drink that conquered the world. And it's purely because of the British influence. And the British yeah. only got it late in the European sense. Yeah. The Chinese discovered it, and uh, the rest of the world is thankful. Cool. Yeah. Should we? That's what I got. That sounds good to me. I think... Uh... I think I have to duck out here. I think that is... We'll tee you later. We'll, we'll tee you later. later. I apologize for that. That was terrible. That was... Let me tee, uh, tee, uh, tee one up for you. Oh, yeah? God, that was bad. <laughs> that was even worse. Thank you for this wonderful Rubus uh, tea from South Africa. <laughs> oh, this tea is pretty good, you know? I like it. It's like earthy and... and uh, it is earthy. Oh, yeah, big fan. It's not it. bad. It actually reminds me of coffee. Just non-caffeinated. Yeah. It's got a very earthy like... It does taste like coffee, yeah. <laughs> Dorubas. Yeah. So, next week, tune in. Yeah. We got- uh, we talked about what we're going to do, and I already forgot, so... We're going to do the... Uh, what, soda? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Might as well, right? I think we should do soda, but I think we'll drink beer. Deal. I don't really like soda. I don't drink. Much. I don't really drink soda. I don't oh, like sugar that I'll much. Bring a, I'll bring a ginger ale. How's that? Oh, I like that. Yeah. We'll each. Okay, I'll, you bring a one. beer? How about you bring one and I'll bring one? Deal. Just like a small one. Yeah, yeah. a little, little organic guy, something yeah, super yuppie. Whatever. There you is know? a craft soda industry out there. Oh, there is for sure. Oh, yes. absolutely. Jones. Um, mm. Killer Mike. Killer Mike from Run the Jewels. Started a soda company in Atlanta with the Crips. Really? And it's called Cripacola. Cripacola. I want to get my hands on some. Killer Mike. Give me some of that Cripacola. <laughs> Seriously. Sounds um, sounds like Capricola. Amazing. I want to make a salami-based soda. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I think we should. All right. And with that, I think we should Perfect. save all of that for. The, tune in next week. We will definitely be drinking Talking about, about salami-based Some sodas. Capricola. <laughs> The cola with Capricola in it. Oh, Eve. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. This has been the Heavy Pour. Yeah. My name's Dustin. I've been Skyler. And Jason. Thanks, Jason. Great to have you on. Thanks. Bye. Gracias. Thank you all so much for listening. The Heavy Pour is researched and written by Dustin Barton, recorded and produced by Skylar Carroll, and edited by us both. Check us out at The Heavy Pour Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, or at our website, theheavypourpodcast.com. There, you can also find any citations or corrections we have made. Our intro and theme music were written by Skylar, with photos by ourselves, as well as Kaylee Kirkpatrick. Thanks so much for listening.